Welcome to our live experience, the online teaching ministry of Pastor Pascal Ngui. Pastor Pascal is the senior pastor of our live Bible church, a vibrant and growing church with branches across South Africa. Pastor Pascal teaches the word of God with accuracy and power, always leaving his audience empowered, challenged and ready for change. As you listen, get ready to be blessed by the Holy Spirit. Now, let's join the message already in progress. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Let us pray this morning. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your promises. We thank you that you have gathered us together as a mother gathers her children, as a father gathers his sons and daughters to speak life to us. Mighty Holy Spirit, thank you that your presence is here already. Thank you that you have a word for each one of us. Thank you, Father, that nothing will remain the same in our lives this morning. By the end of this service, we would have learned things that would change our lives. Take all the glory, Father, in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus. You can please be seated in his presence. It's such a joy to be able to you know, share God's word again with you this very morning. Hallelujah. Amen. There's something Pastor Pumi said when she was um, doing the offering earlier. She mentioned um, that just by following, you can receive. Just by following. You know, it's a principle that we don't know much in our lives because we are trained to work hard. And it's, it's good to work hard. It's very important to work hard. But you see, most of people that work hard don't become rich. Most of them. As a matter of fact, it's not easy to be rich. Let me be honest with you. It's not easy. That's why not so many people are rich. Do you understand? Yeah, it's not easy. You see, if you check people that have achieved something in this life, if you, if you check them out, you will notice that a lot of them achieve something because of somebody else. L listen to me carefully. If there are 100 people that are rich, maybe only two became rich by their own power. The rest, they became rich because they were connected to somebody who was rich. Are you understanding what I'm trying to say? Yes. That connection, connection is one of the greatest keys God gave us to access things. It's just that a lot of people do not know that principle. So they always push so much and they never amount to much. Actually, all Jesus told his disciples was follow me. You'll become something just by following me. Just follow me. Just stick around me. If you are around a person that is something, you stick around them long enough. I mean, it's like magic. You become the thing. 
one of the major reasons why not so many people become much is because they are not around the person or the people that are what they want to become. It's as simple as that. I wish I could tell you that all it takes to make it in life is education. I mean, every single year we graduate thousands and thousands of matriculants. And they come and sit at home. A lot of them sit at home. Every year a whole lot more gets out of university and they come and sit at home. Now, I want to tell you the truth. There's more. Education is important. Studying is important. Working hard is important. But over and above all those things, who you are connected to, who you follow, who you are learning from, very important. Very, very important. One of the reasons why my marriage is doing well by God's grace is because I'm connected to people whose marriages are doing well. It's not because I read a little book about marriages. I do study, but I'm telling you one of the reasons is because I keep seeing people doing well. They keep showing me a picture. They keep showing me, look, your marriage can be like this. They keep show I keep seeing a good picture. Do you understand? And what you see affects you. You are dressed the way you have dressed because you saw something like that before. The danger of constantly presenting yourself to wrong pictures, wrong images, it affects your vision. And later, when you try to now get something, you realize you are unable to get it. You are unable to get it. Simply because the picture was not well placed in you. And you didn't get close to somebody who had what you're trying to get. Humble yourself. Be around the person. Learn. Allow him to impart on you until you receive it. All the disciples had to do, you see, you know Peter today, you know John. All they did, eh, they followed Jesus. That's all. They just knew about that. I mean, you cannot read your Bible. You see that Peter, James, and John were also doing miracles. The only person that was doing miracles was Jesus Christ. Hello. <laughs> the only person that you hear, he walk on water, he referred for is Jesus Christ. But today, you know Jesus, you know John, you know Peter, you know all of that. Why? They followed the man who had the miracles. Over time, they too started having miracles. Elisha followed Elijah for a long time. And later, Elisha started producing the results of Elijah. One of the greatest killers of this generation is pride. Pride. Pride has killed this generation. This generation doesn't want to learn from nobody. This generation thinks they know everything. They have more information than any other generation, yet they are dumber. If you look at the people we are learning from, they are all dead. And at their time, they didn't have what we have today. Yet they produce things that we are still studying today. 
them, look at Einstein, all of them. I mean, in their time, they didn't have the knowledge we have today. But what they produced at their time in the, with the little that they had is what we are still learning today with all the knowledge we have. One of the reasons why we come to this place every Sunday, I'm just trying to give you a sense of purpose. One of the reasons why we come here, first of all, is to learn what actually makes things work. I know you are told a lot of things when you are in the world, but I'm telling you, it's a, it's a great secret to even discover what actually works. Just to know that actually what works is this, not this. It's actually this that works. I'm telling you, you can do so much all your life. One day, somebody just says one word to you. And that one word they say to you becomes the reason why everything starts working. Yeah. Everything can be closed for years. Just one day, one thing is just said. Or you do something, and that thing you do, unlocks everything else. And you yourself, you can't. I remember there's a guy that was very successful in music. And I got the opportunity to meet him and I asked him, what made that album of yours become so successful? Do you know what he told me? Uh, you want to know what he told me? He says he doesn't know himself. And that is how success actually is. Most of the time, the person that is succeeding, even himself, honestly, he cannot tell you why he's successful because there's nothing he's doing that other people are not also doing. When a lady is getting married on a Saturday afternoon, she cannot tell you why six other girls that are following her behind trying to hold her dress. She cannot tell you why they are not the one day. She has breasts, they have breasts. She has a hair, they have a hair. Everything, and sometimes they look more beautiful than her. So she cannot explain to you how come I'm the one here. Can explain? Are you, do you understand what I'm trying to say to you? Let's, listen, the keys that make things work are not on the surface. So you, sometimes you have to really follow somebody who has the keys. And then once in a while, maybe a key can fall off and then you pick also. Do you agree with me that if I have a thousand keys with me and these keys are opening doors, one fall off, you pick it, that key will not say, ah, you are not the owner, I will not open the door. If you pick it, <laughs> once you have it in your hand, the door will open. But imagine I have a thousand keys. You don't want to be around me. You don't want to follow me. You are on your own way. Keys are falling behind. You are not able to catch them because you are not around the person with the keys. Keys are always falling. Imagine if you have thousands of keys. I mean, there's no way they will all be stuck on you. As you move, some will fall. And the people around you can pick a key. The kingdom of God, the church, is not run with wisdom. It's run with keys. Jesus told Peter, I will give you the keys of the kingdom. God's kingdom works with keys. It means advancement in life depends on doors. For you to get anywhere, there are doors that must open. 
And Dave, Jesus told Peter that I will give you the keys that open the doors. One of the things you usually hear, somebody will say, oh no, a door has opened. Have you heard that statement before? A door has opened. What they are saying is that whatever was standing in front of me has finally given way. The keys. The kingdom of God runs with keys. Only keys. Doors don't know prayer. Doors don't know any, doors no key. You have the key. Even if you are a baby, the key will open. The door will open. Door doesn't know age. You are too small. Why, why are you trying to open me? No. If you have the key, take the remote. The remote is also a key system. If you know where to press in the remote, something will open. If you teach a little baby of one year old where to press in the remote, he presses, what will happen? The door will open. The, the, the garage will not say, ah, small boy, one year. You are trying to open me. No. That is how life is, brother. Life doesn't really know color. We, we are the one who know color and, and height. No, life knows keys. You have the key, you have access. You don't have the key, no matter how beautiful, how strong, how wise, how white. Man, go just to Rastenberg. You'll find a lot of white people begging on the road. Plenty. Plenty. Having placards. Please give us food. White people. Worse. Because this thing don't know color. My greatest advice to you to succeed. Eh? <laughs> Listen to me. Locate somebody who has what you want. Then humble yourself and follow that person. The closer you get to somebody, the harder it is to follow that person. The closer you get. As you get closer, if the person is farting, you start hearing the farts. And if you are even closer, you start smelling the farts. I've just given you a cue. It sounds like I'm joking, but I've just given you a key. When a person is there, you are here, you, everything looks great. The closer you get to the person, do you understand? You're going to start realizing things about that person that you didn't know were there. And from that moment, if you are not careful, you will not be able to continue following the person. <laughs> the closer you get to me you start smelling my body you start seeing my things and all of a sudden all the growth image you had can start crumbling down and that is where your life is being determined will you continue following will you stop following what will happen when you now know that Pastor Pascal also goes to the toilet. 
I mean, when you meet me at church with my suit, you don't even think that Pastor Pascal can do toilet. Ish. Everything looks dignified and perfect. How many of you agree? When you are seeing me here, you are not thinking about toilet. You know, I mean, that is, that is a taboo thought. You can't even think of something like that. But this morning, I went to toilet proper, proper. I hit, I hit, I hit. Hey! when you get closer to a person, he said, eh, Kana is also going to the toilet. Ah, no, no, no. He's not a man of God. He's not a man of God. I thought this is a man of God. Yes, he's a man of God. He's a poo-pooing man of God. When you discover the humanity of a person from that moment, you now have a decision to make. Will I continue honoring the person or will I start dishonoring the person? Most of us, that is where your game gets played. A lot of rich people had a lot of people around them before with one hour, start pulling away without a key. Why? Because you discover this rich man when he's sleeping, he's snoring to He's me, I'm not enjoying this. When people see this man in the Mercedes, they think he's somebody. If they hear him snore, they'll all run away. You see, the snoring is a test. Can you stay close? With a snoring rich man. Your ability to go beyond the snoring, the poo-pooing, the wee-wing, all those things, and to still be there, and to still wait until a key drops. Until a key drops. Most of us, you are far from a key dropping. You are already running away. No key has dropped. You are already, eh, eh, no, you know what? Mm -mm. This man, mm -mm. people don't know him. Oh. If you know what I see, if you knew what I knew there, you would run for your life. Number one, no man is an angel. Everybody you see is a human being. God has chosen to use fellow human beings. Like, okay, let me ask you a question. Where now yourself, are you an angel? Ask your neighbor, don't you poo-poo yourself? I mean, what is the problem here if a man of God is doing poo-poo? Most of the things that you are criticizing on the man, you are doing them yourself. God didn't use angels. He uses human beings like you and me. Your ability to see beyond the weaknesses of a person, to see the grace that God has given somebody, and to say, you know what? Let me stick around. Something can fall for me. I was teaching, teaching sometimes, and I said to the people, let me tell you something. I know in the world they say knowledge is power. And it's true. To some degree, knowledge is definitely power. And that's why we come to get knowledge. And I'm going to give you a lot of knowledge this morning. I don't even know whether you are ready <laughs> for the things I want to teach you this morning. It's, 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 quite, it's quite a strong knowledge that I want to give. I'm just, I'm just preparing your heart. Amen. 
But listen to me. What I've discovered about God is that with God, it's really not how much you know that makes you to rise, even though it is important. One of the things that makes people rise with God is their attitude. Their hearts. Who they are. That thing is more important to God than any knowledge you can bring. So we think, oh, if I can know a lot, if I can know a lot, if I can know a lot, I will rise. And you keep knowing a lot, but you're not rising. Because that's not what makes people rise. What makes people rise is their attitude, their humility. Yeah. That's a very important thing for God. What type of person you are. When God sends you somebody who doesn't look great, can you follow the person? John the Baptist doesn't wear suit. John the Baptist wears panty and he drinks and he eats honey with grasshoppers. That's your leader. And he has disciples. The, the other people, their disciples are wearing nice clothes. John the Baptist, he's wearing panties made of camel, camel skin. That's his clothing. Can you follow such a person? And yet, that is what God is expecting you to do. Follow him. I'm using him. Follow. And say, ah, me, I cannot follow a person who doesn't wear suit. I cannot follow a person who doesn't wear proper clothes. Then sorry. You've missed it. You can go and accumulate all the knowledge in the world. You've missed it. Do you understand what I'm trying to teach you? All right. So that is how we grow in God. Be humble. God can use the child to teach you. God can use your father, your mother, your uncle. God can use anybody if your heart is open. God can use anything to help God has helped me through many of you. You don't just know. I learn from you all the time. I learn. Who am I? I can learn from you. I can copy what you are doing if it's nice. That's humility. But for you to say, no, this person, no, then you are out. Are you listening to me? This morning, let's continue with our beautiful series, Red Hot Love. The way you are clapping is like you are tired of this series. I must change. Who was here last Sunday by show of hands? Who was here last Sunday? Who was here last Sunday? Show of hands. I was here last Sunday. All right. Did you enjoy the message I preached last Sunday? Were, were you blessed by that particular message? All right. Let's continue this morning. The title, Don't Marry Her. Where? <laughs> Did you hear the title? Don't do what? Don't marry her. Subtitle. Eight type of women you shouldn't marry. Now, sister, don't get hot quickly. Next Sunday, the message is, don't marry him. 
say, just enjoy. Amen? <laughs> just enjoy. Look, listen, we're talking about a type of women you shouldn't marry. This is also to teach our daughters to not be any of those women. Every one of us is going to learn from this message. And next week, we're going to say, don't marry him. And we're going to also give our brothers a type of man you shouldn't be. If you are any of these men, the daughters will be trained to not marry you. Are you with me? <laughs> are you still happy? All right. few things before I give you the women. It is better to stay single than to marry the wrong woman. <laughs> it is better to do you have my notes do you, you have you have my the, the notes all right good it is better to stay single than to marry the wrong woman if you are a woman here please don't put defense this is like you're not you take AK-47, pan. you take this, pan. No, please, don't do that, because the, you know I love you. The purpose of this message is not to destroy you, it's rather to help you. You're going to learn something very powerful today that will help you. And some of you are women and you have brothers. I'm trying to spare you the challenge of having your brother come with a witch-in-law in the house, and the rest of your life you are suffering with this witch-in-law. At least if your brother is not here, you can get this wisdom. And when, they, when he's re listening to you, you can tell him, look, this, 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 this. And if you are a woman, you might have a son tomorrow. This message will be a blessing for you when it's time to advise your son. Do you still want me to preach this message? Or I should just... I said, Pastor, I know what, please, just continue talking about following people. I think that was a good message. <laughs> you, are <laughs> you are giving us a good message on following people. I, think, I don't know why you are diverting now. You are talking about women we shouldn't marry. All right. Proverbs 21, verse 9. Look at this. It will bless you. It's better to live alone. Ah! Wow. I thought it's better to just marry any day. Look at this verse. It's better to live alone in the corner of an attic than with a quarrelsome wife in a lovely home. The home is lovely. The wife is quarrelsome. God says it's better to live alone. Look, I'm not yet talking about the eight women. I'm just showing you that we rush sometimes too quickly. And then it costs you for the rest of your life. Sisters, don't be a quarrelsome wife. Hey. <laughs> Did I write the Bible? I mean, the, <laughs> I mean, the way you are looking at me is like I'm the one who wrote the scriptures. I'm just showing you what is in the Bible. Quarrels. Not a quarrelsome woman. A quarrelsome what? 
wife. She's a wife. Quarrels. The Bible says it's better to live alone. Look at the same book, same chapter, verse 19. That's verse 9. Go to verse 19. It's still the same thing. It's better to live alone in the desert. Do you know how hot the desert is? Do you know how difficult? Do you understand? Do you know how tough it is to live in a desert? Now, God says it's better to live alone in a lovely home. Then he, then he goes for the say, look, even the lovely, forget about the lovely home. It's better to be in the desert where there's no water. It's hot, there's nothing. It's better. Than with a quarrelsome and complaining wife. Did I read the Bible? I'm reading scriptures for you. I haven't even started my teaching. This is just status. Sister, status. <laughs> we are starting. Are you still in Should I continue with this teaching? I said, but Muruchi, please go, go back to following, follow, kiss, kiss. Let's talk about the kiss. <laughs> Some of you, you are parrots. You know a parrot, a parrot. You are not married yet. You are already parroting. Is it? Then when you marry, I mean, you will finish the guy. <laughs> A Twitter. <laughs> Complaining wife. Nothing is ever good. I love Allah Babe Church. We are told the truth. 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 Ah, it's a good church. It's a good church. I'm telling you, it's a good church. <laughs> ah, complaining wife. Hey, complaints about everything. The Bible says it's better to live alone. Hmm? Can I give you another statement? <laughs> I'm giving statements. Then I will give you the wives. Amen. Statement number two. Some men could have succeeded big time if not for the women they married. Some men could have succeeded big time if not for the woman they married. Hey. Pastor, please talk about the keys. I think you should talk about the keys. Oh, these are the keys. I'm giving you the keys. Just to give you a few examples, number one is Adam himself. Do you know how Adam could have been successful in this life? Hey! The life of Adam finishes in Genesis chapter 3. We hear about him in chapter 2, a little bit. Then we hear about him in chapter 3, over. 
his whole life is finished because of his wife. Imagine if Eve was a better wife. You are going to hear about Adam more in more chapters. I mean, Isaiah, you are hearing about Isaiah in about 60 chapters. Adam, our father, only two chapters. He's created in chapter one. Chapter two, they tell us how he was created. Chapter three, he's finished. He is created in chapter one. Chapter two, they explain how he was created. Chapter three, he's finished. What a short life. <laughs> ah! A dangerous wife. She eliminated him. He didn't last. Another one is Samson. Do you know your Bible? Samson, God gave him a powerful assignment. The assignment finished in the ties of a woman. The whole assignment finished. Some people are sleeping on pillow. He's sleeping on ties. By the time he left his head from the ties, the assignment was finished. I'm saying some, some men could have been very successful if it wasn't for the woman they married. As you are moving around, just playing games with women, you don't know what you are playing games with. I'm telling you, you, are, you don't understand. That you, maybe God created you to be this great. And you go and get the Delilah. Delilah will squeeze you hard. You go and get an Eva. She will molest you. It's a good preaching. It's, it's, a, it's a good preaching. It's a good preaching. <laughs> hey, look at Genesis chapter 26, verse 30, 40, 35. At the age of 40, Esau married two Hittite wives. Judith, the daughter of Beri, and Bethsma, the daughter of Elon. But Esau's wife made life miserable for Isaac and Rebekah. Now look, Isaac and Rebekah are the parents of Esau. When you go and bring this woman, just know that she can also make life living hell for your mother, for your father, for your, for your, everybody in the house will suffer because of that decision. Esau's wives made life miserable for Isaac and Rebecca. Other versions say Esau's wife made life bitter. Not just for the man, for his parents. Hey, by the time those two women were done, uh, there is a verse, Rebecca says, I want to die. D these women, these two women that my son brought here, they are making me to want to go to the grave earlier. Are you listening to me? Imagine you are that type of a wife. Your presence is making your mother-in-law to claim the grave. Hmm. Number three. Not all women are marriageable. Wow. <laughs> hey, I'm hitting my brother. <laughs> hey. 
are marriageable. No. <laughs> I know you don't believe me. Say, oh, Pastor. Pastor, she's got nice breasts. She's good. Hey. You, are, you don't understand it. Look, look. Come with me to Genesis 24. Verse 2 to 3. One day, Abraham said to his oldest servant, the man in charge of his household, take an oath by putting your hand under my thigh. Swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and earth, that you will not allow my son to marry one of these local Canaanite women. Swear that you will not allow my son. Abraham was saying to his older servant, look, if I'm dying before you and you are still alive, please swear that you will never allow my son to marry one of these local women here. Are they not women? But here is Abraham, a patriarch. He is saying to his servant, don't allow my son to marry these women. Because not all women are marriageable. Not all women are marriageable. Not all women will be wives. Oh yeah. The purpose of this teaching is to help every woman here start developing the wife's characteristics. Amen. That will now qualify you to be married. You, you cannot just be married because you are a woman. Not all women are marriageable. Look, if you understood what I'm teaching, after this service, all of you women here, you are supposed to buy me, you buy Coke, you, this one you buy juice, this one you buy Sprite, this one you buy Muruti, uh, you want KFC, but, uh, Muruti, Nando's, you, all of you, all the, I'm talking especially to the women, you just bring Coke, Sprite, everything, you just lining up, there's a Muruti, when uh, I'm telling you, because if you don't care, in your lifetime, you might never hear this message for the rest. I mean, for your whole life, you might never hear this type of message. And you'll be going about your life not knowing why nobody has popped the question. Hmm? That's why we are here. Please, let us go straight. I have many points, but let's go straight to what we are here for. Number one. Don't marry an unbeliever. Eight types of women you shouldn't marry. One, don't marry an unbeliever. Second Corinthians chapter 6 verse 14. Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. Then it becomes quiet, isn't it? Oh, ABC was hot just now. Now that I'm beginning to release, we are quiet. Muruti. Yo. Muruti kind of why, 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 Muruti, why? Why? Don't marry 
You see, I'm taking you through what I know we always do. We date unbelievers. Our boyfriends are unbelievers. Our girlfriends are unbelievers. Do you understand? We are busy day. We just come and sit here for Sunday morning control. It's not very quiet at ABC, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And this is the, I'm just giving the first one. We are just at the first one. You're already quiet. So I don't know how far you're going to go. <laughs> I don't know how far you're going to go. First one, you already say, hey, hey. You see? Don't marry an unbeliever. And I know you think you are clever than God. Yeah. Look at the same verse in the Amplified. Do not be unequally bound together with unbelievers. Meaning, do not make mismatched alliances with them inconsistent with your faith. The thing is inconsistent with what you believe. I'm, I'm hoping that I'm talking to believers this morning. I'm saying I hope I'm talking to believers. People who believe, people who have faith, they believe something. Now, God is saying, don't be in a mismatched alliance. Alliance is a covenant. It's, it's, it's marriage legal. It's a legal covenant. It's an alliance. It's mismatch. Something is missing in it. It is inconsistent with what you believe. One of the rarest things to see in your life is a Muslim marrying a Christian. This is one of the, I'm telling you, is the rarest thing you will see. A Muslim marrying a Christian. Ah! From where? From where? But Christians all the time, they'll go and they will fight. I want her. But Muslim, they will never, either you, you become a Muslim or go. They don't joke with their faith. I said they don't joke with their faith. They don't allow anything to be inconsistent with their faith. They're Christians. Anything goes. Inconsistent with what you believe. Other versions like the New Living Translation says, do not, don't team up with those who are unbelievers. The New American Version says, don't be mismatched with unbelievers. The Aramaic Bible says, do not be associated with those who are unbelievers. But the contemporary English version, I don't know whether you have it there. Okay, it says, stay away from people who are not followers of the Lord. Stay away. Stay away from people who are not followers of the Lord. Stay away from them. It's amazing. The very thing God says stay away from is the main thing believers go to all the time. Hmm? Why do believers go to women God says you shouldn't go to? Number one, you see, they don't think there's something wrong with it. Yeah. 
a lot of us don't think there's something wrong. Like, I can come to church and I date another person that is not going to church, that doesn't believe in God. I don't think there's something wrong with it. You see, like, we don't think there's something wrong with it. That's the first reason. The second reason is that we like those women. You'll be surprised that believers actually like unbelievers. They don't like believers. It's a problem. You say you are a believer, but you don't like people that are like you. You rather like women that are on the other side. You like them. You enjoy them. They make you happy. Wow. For every type of women I would tell you to not marry, I will show you in the Bible somebody who marries such a woman and what happened to that person. Do you understand? It's not, I'm not just giving you things. I'm not trying to pick on any of us. I'm just giving you, I'm going to give you examples to show you what happened. When God says, don't do something, you do it. Okay, let's take Solomon. Solomon is the number one servant of God, king, pastor, man of God that went and married unbelievers women. Not one, not two. I mean, he went all out. Maybe you are just trying with one. The guy went fully. So he's the best example to show you if doing it can work. First King 11 verse 1 to 2. Now King Solomon loved many foreign women. He loved them. Besides Pharaoh's daughter, he married women from Moab, Amnon, Edom, Sidon, and from among the Hittites. The Lord had clearly instructed the people of Israel, you must not marry them. But they, because they will turn your hearts to their gods. Yet Solomon insisted in loving them anyway. Are you seeing the verse? It's, it's. He insisted. I cannot tell you something. Solomon didn't end well. Not because of anything. Because of the woman he married. Come with me to 1 Kings 11, 4 to 6. Look at now his end. For it was so when Solomon was old that his wives turned his heart after other gods. And his heart was not loyal to the Lord his God. As was the heart of his father David. So they are referencing to David. David was loyal till the end. Solomon couldn't do it. Why? His wives. His wives. These women he went and got for himself. Look at verse 5. For Solomon went after Ashtoreth, the goddess of the Sidonites. He, he, he abandoned God. He started worshipping Ashtoreth. <laughs> Can you believe it? The son of David the king, the wisest man in the world, is now worshipping idols. And after Milcom, the abomination of the Ammonites, Solomon did evil in the sight of the Lord. 
and did not fully follow the Lord as did his father, David. And all of this is traceable to the women he married. You joke with women. Just look at Solomon, look at Samson, look at Adam. You realize you shouldn't joke with them. Before you realize you are on a ship you didn't pay for. Women have power. Even though you don't know. I'm telling you now. They have a power. And if you joke with it, you'll go this way. The mighty Solomon the king is now worshipping idols. Bowing down before them. The man who built the temple. He built a whole temple and he prayed and the presence of God came down in the form of a smoke. Today, he's no more going to church. He doesn't worship God anymore. All of this because of his relationship. There's only one condition under which a believer can be with an unbeliever. According to the Bible. Only one condition. And I cannot teach and I don't tell you about that particular, are you recording me? Thank you. Um, that particular condition. Do you understand? You see, there is a time when you can be a believer and yet you are with an unbeliever. Do you understand? There's a particular time like that. And that time is when you met the unbeliever before you met Jesus. You were already married to this person. You were not born again. And now that you are married to this person, along your marriage with this person, do you understand? You now encounter Jesus. Do you see? And the Bible talks about it. I want to show you. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 12. To the rest, I say this, I, not the Lord. If any brother has a wife who is not a believer, are you listening? And she is willing to live with him, he must not divorce her. We are not talking boyfriend, girlfriend here. It's a proper legal marriage that has taken place between a brother and a sister, but they were not married at the time of, I mean, they were not Christian at the time of their marriage. Now that they are married, the brother goes to church and receives Jesus. When he comes home, he realizes his wife is still an unbeliever. What is he supposed to do? The Bible says, if she is willing to live with him, he must not divorce her. Can you talk about divorce on people that are not married legally? So I'm sure you understand what you should do if you are not born again and a person is not born again and you are not married. I'm sure you understand what you should do. Because here is a different case. You are legally married. And the Bible said, don't divorce the person. It could also mean 
You are with the person and the person is willing to follow you in this journey of God that you are taking. So you keep praying for them, for God to touch them. You get it. You can introduce them to God, to the church. Because what is our lives anyway? We are here for a few years and we are dead. Where are you going after here? Don't you care about it? But can I tell you the truth this morning? Many believers that date unbelievers, they don't even want the unbeliever to know they themselves are believers. Hey! They are dating a girl, the girl doesn't know he's going to church. But in the church, he's an usher. He's a worship leader. But the girl doesn't know he even goes to church. He has no intention of changing and he has no intention of helping this girl. Are you with me still? So, the first quality that I want my daughters to have, be a believer. Accept Jesus as your personal Lord and your Savior. Number two, don't marry a fool. Number one, don't marry what? No, no, number one. Number two. Don't marry, tell your neighbor if he's a, don't marry a fool. Don't marry a fool. What do I mean by this? Don't marry a foolish woman. <laughs> when I look at your eyes, I say, Muruti, go deeper, go deeper, go deeper. I'm, I'm interested. <laughs> uh, what is a foolish woman? A foolish woman is a woman who is not spiritual. She is a church goer. But she is not what? Spiritual. Given that way, now yourself you are spiritual. I mean, I hope you understand. This thing I'm teaching, you cannot be claiming them on people. You yourself, you are not. You, I'm saying, don't make an unbeliever. Well, now you are an unbeliever yourself. I mean, well, how will this work? I'm saying, don't marry a foolish woman. Don't marry an unspiritual person. You yourself, you are unspiritual. Please don't miss next time. I will deal with the brothers. I will deal with the brothers next week. This morning, let's grind the sisters a little bit. It's a good grinding. Let's. <laughs> and spiritual. And spiritual. She goes to church, but she's not spiritual. I'm talking about a woman you are marrying. You want your marriage to work. I'm celebrating 11 years yesterday. So I can say something about marrying a person and living with the person. Uh, do I make sense to you? Some of you have never married anybody in your life. I've been married for 11 years, so I have the right to speak here. Yeah. Unspiritual. It's not enough to be born again. You have to be spiritual. There is a man in the Bible who married a very unspiritual woman. And she almost took him away. Job chapter 2, verse 9 to 10. 
Are we there? Job chapter 2 verse 9 to 10. Then his wife, his what? Ah. Then his wife said to him, Do you still hold fast to your integrity? Curse God and die. of a wife. No, look, I'm saying this is the advice of a wife to her husband in a time of a crisis. There is a crisis at home. Nothing is working. Things are falling apart. And the advice the wife is giving her husband, curse God and die. Then I will marry another man. I, I think that's what she was trying to do. You can. <laughs> because as long as you are alive, I am connected to you. I cannot marry anybody. And you can see your things are not working. Die. Curse God and die. That's the advice she is giving to her husband. You speak as one of the foolish women speak. Hallelujah. Uh He explained her to herself. Imagine your wife gives you an advice and you say, you are a fool. I think she will say, okay, let's go to the divorce because I think you married a fool, so let me divorce you now. I think let's just finish this today. You speak like one of the foolish. Shall we indeed accept good from God and shall we not accept adversity? In other words, when everything was good in this house, I never heard you say I must curse God and die. Now that there is a small problem, I must curse God and die. You see, you are unspiritual. You see, you don't think deeply. You see, you don't know how to handle challenges. You are unspiritual. It's dangerous to be married to an unspiritual person because in life, there will be challenges. In this our marriage, there will be problems. Imagine you are married to a person. Ah, let us not go to church again. What an advice. What an advice. Because there's no food, because there's no this. Ah, me, I'm not going to church. Are you going? Please, let's stop this church thing and go see the witch doctor. Wow. Please, let's stop this Mojimo thing. Let's go to Sombadimos. You speak like one of the foolish. Look, I'm reading the Bible to you. Don't get mad at me. It's not like I wrote these things. I'm just, you didn't even know they were in the Bible. I'm just showing you what is in the Bible. I'm just showing you the Bible. There are foolish women in the Bible. And their foolishness is because of how they handle problems. By this time, everything was finished. Job lost his wife. I mean, he lost the children. He lost the business. He lost everything. In less than three days, everything is finished. And he doesn't know where the problem is coming from. And the wife comes. Instead of comforting him, she says to him, curse God and die. So I want you to die. She doesn't even say, let's, let's the two of us curse God and let's die. He say, you, curse God and die. That's what I'm saying to you. It's so that she can marry 
another. She already has another beloved somewhere. And you are wasting her time. She wants you to clear from the picture. She is trying to erase you. Number three. Don't marry a beauty queen. You see, these brothers are resurrecting again. After don't marry an unbeliever, they are, out, they are now coming back to life. Slowly, slowly. Don't marry what? <laughs> this is where the sisters say, Muruti, me, I'm objecting this statement. Muruti. Muruti, what are you doing today? Look. What do I mean? Someone who is focusing all their attention on their beauty. That's the beauty queen. Every day, where are you? Oh, I'm doing my hair. Where are you? No, makeup. Where are you? No, I'm busy with the nails. One nail broke yesterday, so I went to change all of them, and I'm redoing them from scratch. What are you now? Ke copper manicure, ke pedicure, ke waxy. Wow. No, you have, <laughs> you have married a beauty queen, my friend. A person who put the whole focus on the body. Ask the nearest sister, are you a beauty queen? And don't lie. Don't lie to us. Yeah, you say, no, no, no. Me, I'm not a beauty queen. Yeah, that's what you're doing every day. Proverbs 30, verse 31. This is why I'm saying don't marry a beauty queen. Look at this verse. Charm is what? Deceptive. Deceitful. And beauty is what? As you are looking for a beauty queen, just know <laughs> beauty is what? So the more beautiful, the more what? Thank you. Pastor is not saying go and become ugly. Even me, I'll not marry you. You go there, you, <laughs> you go and make yourself a mommy water. You tell, I will not marry you. Anyone married anyway. So, I mean, that's, that's your problem. Pastor is not saying go and abandon yourself. No. Just listen to me. I, 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 I'm not speaking. I'm saying just listen to me. Tell your neighbor, listen to Muruti. Listen to Muruti. Charm is deceitful. So, but the Bible says, charm is, 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 is lying to you. Most women are deceitful. Look, when you look at my hair, this is it. There's nothing else. It's not like, after here, I'm not going to do anything. What, what you are seeing is what it is. Not, women, not many women can say like that about their hair. What you are seeing is not what is. And it's, it's, it's part of being charming, inviting, attractive, but it's deceitful because it doesn't tell you the truth. 
it gives an image that is not the truth. <laughs> hmm? When you see that body, when you see the hills, everything says, you can have me if you can. It's nice. God created the ladies beautiful. Put your hands together for the ladies. They are beautiful. <laughs> ah! But let me tell you something. There's a deception in there. There's something you don't know. Behind that charm. It is exactly that. It's a charm. Do you know what? In Africa, in Africa we have something we call a charm. They, they say, no, she gave him a charm. That's why he loves her. Do you know about charm? Is it what do you call them here? Muti. Eh? What is it called here? Is that a charm to make a man love you? Mora pizza. Eh, pussy. How come you know such things? Eh! Where do you learn such things, pussy? Why? 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 I'm expecting some of the mothers to be releasing such words. Little pussy. More happy. I pray for you. I pray for you after the service. I pray for you. Beauty is vain. What that means, beauty is nothing. Do you understand, my sister? It's nothing. Is passing. So if you are looking at beauty to marry a woman, ah, you're going to marry vanity. Anything you see in her is there for a while. After it's going to change. You must look for something deeper than her beauty. There is a king who married, I'm saying for every woman, I'm going to give you somebody who married one. So you can learn. Unbeliever, I gave you some Solomon. Foolish woman, I gave you Job. Now, beauty queen, let me give you King Ahasuerus. Esther 1, 10 to 11. Let's go quickly so we can finish. On the seventh day, when the heart of the king was merry with wine, he commanded Mehuman, Bista, Arbona, Bictat, Abaktat, Zita, Carcass, seven eunuchs who serve in the prince, the presence of the king Ahasuerus, to bring Queen Vashti before the king, wearing her royal crown, in order to show what? To show her beauty to the people of the officials and the officials, for she was what? Beautiful to behold. Come and show your beauty. So King Ahasuerus married Vashti because of what? Her beauty. And he wanted to show off her beauty. And many men marry women because of their beauty. So they make sure when they are working in the mall. And, and, and he knows that the whole focus is on his beauty queen. 
Yeah. It brings them a certain pride when all men are looking at his wife, his girlfriend or whatever. So King Ahasuerus wanted the whole kingdom to behold the beauty of his wife, Queen Vashti. But I'm saying to you, don't marry a beauty queen. You'll be very disappointed. Look at what happened. Verse 12. Hmm. But Queen Vashti refused to come. The king commands you to come to show your beauty. You refuse to come. Brother, the beauty queen has a lot of things that you don't know behind the beauty. Bad character. Bad temper. Bad attitude that you are not aware of. It's when you marry her then it starts. And you start discovering her wickedness by the things she starts refusing to give you. Hey, honey, can I have my food now? No, go dish yourself. Hey! hey. Go dish for yourself. Am I your slave? Did you, did you marry a, 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 a housekeeper here? I'm, do you think I'm a housekeeper? Go dish for yourself. My God. My Lord. King Hazarus. King Call my wife. Let her come. I'm not coming there. Who do you think you are? Wow. You want to hold her? Hey, don't, don't touch me. Don't touch me, please. Did, did you wash your hands? Did you sanitize? Did you sanitize? You are coming to. Did, did you sanitize? Hey. <laughs> did you sanitize? I heard of a man when he wants to fulfill his husband's duties to his wife, he must write a formal letter. Dear wife, <laughs> will it at all be possible on the night of the 17th of June, around maybe midnight, for us to fulfill our duties? Then she will reply, I'll consider the proposal. <laughs> you have married a beauty queen, brother. <laughs> there will be pressure. Hmm. They look nice, but they are knives. Yeah. <laughs> they cut. She refused to come at the king's command brought by the eunuchs. Therefore, the king was furious. His anger burned within him. This is what will happen to you when you marry a beautiful queen. There will be a lot of anger in your heart. Because she will refuse you a lot of things. You discover that a lot of things she doesn't know how to do. And a lot of things she doesn't want to do. She doesn't want to come to your family. She doesn't want to, to go and work in the farm. No. You are spoiling her fingers. You are, falling, you are spoiling her nails most. There's a family meeting. She doesn't want to go there. She doesn't like your mother. She doesn't like your sister. She's not coming. Deal with it. Beauty queen. You play by her rules. You marry her, but she's in charge. 
all the problems of Abraham came because his wife was beautiful. Genesis 12:11 to 12. As he was approaching the border of Egypt, Abraham saw his wife, Sarai. Abraham said to his wife, Sarai, look, you are a very beautiful woman. <laughs> He's saying to his wife, look, you are a very beautiful woman. Hmm? When the Egyptians see you, they will say, this is his wife. Let's kill him. Then we can have her. I'm reading the Bible to you. This is your Bible. Your beauty is about to take my life. You know what he told her? He said to her, tell them you are my sister. That's how Abraham stayed alive. By telling people, this woman is not my wife. She is my sister. Beauty got him into trouble. This is why the brother can't sleep at night. He's checking the wife's phone all the time. Who is calling my wife? Who is texting my wife? Now, you don't have life anymore. You brought a beauty queen. Now you, you are becoming an investigator. Why was that man talking to you? I, I, saw, I, saw, I saw how he was looking at you. Why was he looking at you? Like, ah! Hey! Beauty queen, you lose, you lose your sleep. When the phone rings, hey, who's calling? Who's calling? Who's calling? Every day you've married a beauty queen. You don't have peace. Look, you are a very beautiful woman. When these people see you, I'm finished. That's not all. Genesis 11 verse 30. Sarai was barren. She had no child. This very beautiful woman that is almost costing your life She's barren, oh. Hey, 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 you don't understand. Ah! No child. No results. You cannot get much from this person. The only thing is the beauty. I'm saying the only thing is the beauty. The beauty is the, That's the only thing you are getting from here. That's the only thing you are getting. There's nothing else. The person is barren. You, you cannot get anything from the person. The person is causing you problems. You are having heart attacks. You are having palpitations. But on top of that, you can get nothing. You have married the beauty queen. Yeah, you wanted the most beautiful woman. Yeah, you wanted the woman when you pass, all eyes must be on her. Look at you now. Look at you now. No results. No joy in the house. Sarah is barren, meaning she cannot produce results. She cannot give you children. She cannot give you a farm. She cannot give you a meal. She cannot give you even a good presentation of food. She is barren. She doesn't know how to do nothing. Her only advantage is she's beautiful. Daughters of ABC, don't be a beauty queen. <laughs> be beautiful, but don't be a beauty queen like Queen Vashti. All your queening is beauty. Be more than that. I've been telling you this already. Be more than beautiful. 
Be more. Be more. Don't be somebody people will regret. I regret I met. And as you start growing old, the beauty starts fading. Now the guy is even more regretful because the beauty is gone. There's no results. Everything is no in the house. What did he bargain for? You know, I preached this same message. A sister sent me a text. I wish I could read it for you. And just what Pastor Pumi was saying here now, she said, Pastor, I wish I heard this when I was young. She sent me the text. She said, I wish I heard this when I was young. I wish. I'm not against you being beautiful. There's a beauty God wants us to have. Look at 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 3 to 4. Your beauty, do not let your adornment be merely outward. Arranging the hair. Look, look I, I mean, yes, sir. Yes, sir. this is where we are all the time. Yes, you are arranging the hair. We say today, I fix the hair. We fix. Wearing gold. Putting on fine apparel. Pa apparel means clothing. Nice, nice clothes. He said, don't, don't, don't let your beauty end here. Rather, let it be the hidden person of the heart. Talking to the sisters. With the uncorruptible beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit. Uncorruptible beauty. This beauty is inside. It's inside. The man will love you not because of what is on you, but what is in you. So whatever is on you, even if it changes, it doesn't affect you because he loves what is in you. What is in you? Which is very precious in the sight of God. Now ask you a question. If this beauty, the inner beauty is very precious in the sight of God, don't you think when God sees a son that he wants to bless, he will look for somebody who has that type of beauty, not just the outside beauty. Because this is very precious in the sight of God. Very precious. You know, when you look at my wife today, she's all preaching and all of that. When I married my wife, you know, I wish I could show you the picture. And I will one day. My wife, I wish she was here. I don't want to say things when she's not here. When I met my wife, <laughs> the house where my wife was living, coming from to come to church, one room, the whole family, one room. The house is made of, you know this, you make mud. The house is mud. Already, the house is already like this. That's where my wife lives. The house is, like the wind has made it like this. When you come, you have to go like this to enter. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The lady was so nice in the church. Always happy. That she told you here. Always happy. So I got, I got charmed by this happy woman. I said, you know what? I want to visit you. Can, I show, can you show me your house? I said, oh, of course, of course. Always very happy. She doesn't have a problem. No, no, you can come. You can come. We take the taxi from zone four, Mokwase. I said, where's your house? She said, Mabelapudi. I said, where's Mabelapudi? He said, come. The taxi comes and drops us by the road. And we start entering the 
bush. I said, where are we going? You were going to my house? Come. All the way to the hill. Up there. And the house. I said, what? You mean you are coming from here? She said, yeah, this is my house. I said, no. I can't believe it. You cannot be coming from this place and you are as happy as you are every day in the church. He said, no, this is my house. We all live here. She says to me, I have killed many snakes here. You kill a snake? <laughs> Say me, I'm a man. I have never killed a snake. That's what made me to kill a snake because I felt if I married this woman, she has killed more than six snakes. I haven't killed one snake. It's not fair now. I can't be the man and I haven't killed a snake. So I decided to kill a snake. Amen. And I kill a snake. to kill a snake. Amen. The pressure was too much. He said, I've killed many snakes here. She says to me, there was a time a huge snake entered here. We looked for the snake. We couldn't find it. After a while, I decided to come and sleep. I said, eh? Sleep where? He said, inside. I said, look, no, wait. You mean the snake entered here? You look for it. You couldn't find it. And you decided that you're going to sleep outside when you have a house. You came and entered and you slept and you woke up. The next day. I woke up the next morning and I'm still alive. That's the only thing I didn't do, to sleep in the same house with the snake to prove a point. I said, no, this one, I cannot do this one. I'm going to leave it. Let her have that medal for that one. Do you understand? Yes, this woman you are seeing today, beautiful and all of that. Oh, I wish I could show you. It was not like that. Those things come as God changes the person. But the main thing, and then you know what she told me? She says to me, I'm going to build my mother a house. She was doing metric. When I met her, she was in grade 11. And she was about to do metric. She says to me, as soon as I get my metric, I will not sit at home. I'm going to get a job. And I'm going to build my mother a house. I said, you're going to do what? How old are you to build a house? She said, I'm going to build my mother a house. This house, I'm going to knock it down. Ladies and gentlemen, if you go now to Mabela Pudi, you will find a four-bedroom house, properly built, standing on the land, built by that woman that is outside. I'm not saying I helped her. She built it. I used to go there to see her workers. A woman that just passed metric started working at Kemkwena Sun City as a babysitter to build her mother a house. Today the mother, the house is standing. When I look at her, I say, no, you are my wife. No way. I cannot let you go. With this person, I can build. When I look at you, I see a woman I can build with. And boy, I promise you, I mean, we are, we are building all over. You can see for yourself. All the damn building. It didn't start today. It didn't start today. All these girls, all she wants, the next shoe, the next skinny jean, the next shades. You're not thinking deeply and you think that you can be a wife. How? How? 
Maybe there's already a family house. But there are other things you can do. There are things you can do. I'm showing you my wife. I'm saying the house, that is what is called family house today. A house she built from zero. And I think there's a time she built the house, the wall fell. She started again from zero. With metric. Are you challenged this morning? Yes, Number four, don't marry a patient. <laughs> Do you understand the English? I'm not saying don't marry a patient woman. I'm saying don't marry a patient. A patient is somebody who goes to the hospital. You know these people, when you go to the hospital, they call you a patient. Hello. A patient. You are a patient. <laughs> well, now you are marrying a patient. I'm saying uh, next Sunday I should have Sprite, Coke, uh, everything. Just on the corner there when I come, I'll say it's a very nice colorful corner there. Muruti, you have given us too much. Don't marry what? Patience. This is somebody that has come to your life. You are supposed to help them, not marry them. You have turned the help into marriage. Get ready, my brother. You'll be a doctor for the rest of your life. Every day, you have to give Panadol. All right? Paracetamol. Every day. <laughs> you don't understand. <laughs> you go ahead, marry a patient. You will never have peace. You'll be a doctor. Brother, you'll be a doctor. Every day she is sick. Every day she has a problem. You have to cancel. You have to babysit. You have to inject. You have to put uh, drips. You, you have to do all that work. Because that's what she came for. But now you took her as a wife. For the rest of your life, you, you'll be a doctor. Hmm? Now, it's worse if you marry a mental patient. You see, like, just marrying a patient is already a problem. Now, if it's mental patient, you are finished. You are finished. <laughs> you are finished. Don't marry a patient. There are people God is going to send to you. They are there. They have issues. Help them. But don't start seeing wife. Because <laughs> that's your problem. The person can, eh, brother, eh, so and so and so and so. He said, mm. okay, you help. And then she's so happy. She said, wow, hey, I'm a man. I'm, a, I'm the man. I'm the man. Yes. But don't be a doctor. You understand? So just help. And if it's too much, do what doctors do refer her. Take your paper and write your referral letter. I'm referring you to Pastor Pascal. Simple. I'm referring you to Pastor Pumi. I'm done. But when you want to be Father Christmas, you want to be the Good Samaritan, you want to be Jesus Christ. Continue, brother. You will give an adult till you die. 
It's a good teaching, sir. <laughs> you will give Panadol every day. This is a woman, when you marry a patient, every, when she entered, as soon as she enters, ooh, mm. as soon as she enters the house, ash, mm. ash, mm -mm. <laughs> she never entered the house, hey, honey, I'm home, honey, I'm home, no, 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 no excitement. Her excitement is outside. When she is with other people, she is excited. As soon as she, as soon as she enters the house, she has come to the hospital. You understand? So, so she cannot show excitement. Uh, I'm tired. Uh, today was so tough. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, please. Uh, mm. uh, that's your song, the whole for the 30 years of my age. Uh, mm. Ooh. Ah, oh, oh, the whole 30 years you are married to Ish, Ish, oh, oh. <laughs> you have married a patient. Do what patient doctors do, take Panadol, brother. <laughs> take Panadol and Paracetamol. And here, 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 drink, drink, feel better. Oh, I want to sleep. That's it. Every day, you cook for yourself. You, you, you wash your own clothes. Everything you will do. But you must take care of her. And when you don't take care of her, she's very angry with you. She, she came today, she wanted to talk. You are not listening. You must be her social worker. When she comes like that, you must listen to her. Do you understand? I'm here. You don't want to listen to me. Who must I talk to? I've got all these problems. <laughs> my problems too. Eh? You are a social worker. You, you are not a you are a social worker. You are a doctor. You are you are everything. You are a, 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 a surgical. You, you operate, you operate on her. You do all those things. Yeah. Good luck. Let's close this before you guys start getting too mad at me. Number five, don't marry a ghost. Mm. <laughs> Don't marry what? Don't marry a ghost. What does Pastor mean by not? Don't marry somebody you don't know well. Genesis 29, verse 25. But when Jacob woke up in the morning, it was who? Yeah. The man thought he was marrying Rachel. And he went to bed thinking he married, he went to bed with Rachel. He had sex. He thought he was having sex with Rachel. When he woke up in the morning, he opened his eyes. Hello. It's Leah. So what? You? How? I married Rachel. Hello. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, it's me. Ah! Hey. He said, I worked seven years for Rachel. Why have you tricked me? You gave me another woman. You married a ghost. 
You may, we also say you marry in the dark. You don't know who you married. Can I tell you something? All these guys that flew planes inside the World Trade Center, eh? September 11, they were all having girlfriends. They interviewed their girlfriends. The girlfriends said they never knew anything about these guys. They thought these guys were just normal guys that go to work and come back. They didn't know they were married to terrorists that were preparing to go and bomb planes. <laughs> they only discovered who they were married to after 9 11. Don't marry a ghost. <laughs> when you open your eyes, it's Leah. Open your eyes when you finally realize, my God, I didn't know this. I didn't know you are like this. Oh, now you know. I didn't know this is how you are. Oh, now you know. What are you going to do? You are now my wife. You are now my husband. You have married a ghost. May God help us. Number six, don't marry a tokolochi. It's a good teaching. Don't marry a tokolochi. Meaning don't marry somebody who carries the signs of the curse. I told you about the signs of the curse. The, other, the seven signs. When you look, sign number one is there. Sign number two is there. Sign number three is there. Sign number four is there. Sign number five is there. Number six is there. Number seven is there. And you are still going with your, your ring. You are saying, would you marry me? You are a fool. You are a fool. Some women are tokology. Marrying her will change everything about you. <laughs> everything will change. In fact, not just everything, everybody will change. Okay, let's quickly finish. We are at the end, literally. Number seven, you see, some of these things, the scriptures, everything is online, so you get everything. The number seven, don't marry a rock. A rock is somebody who doesn't flow with you. They are hard. You say, Let, let's go right. She says, why? I want to go left. Genesis 19 verse 26. But Lot's wife looked back as she was following behind and she turned into a pillar of salt. Lot's wife became a pillar of salt. She cannot move. That's how rocks are. You can't move them. You marry a rock, you are in trouble. She never apologizes. Never says sorry. She never changes. She's stubborn like a goat. Hey! Stubborn. You have made a rock. Hey! <laughs> You don't talk to her, she doesn't talk to you. And you are thinking that it's just for a day. No, no, no. You start there with her, she's going to take it to a whole month. <laughs> look, look, long after you are tired, she, is, she said, no, 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 we are just starting. We are just starting. You, want, you don't want to talk to Margaret. I'm going to show you, what you don't, how you don't talk to people. I will not talk to you in this house for a month. Hey, you are, you, now, when now you come, you start apologizing. You say, please, 
please, let's talk again now, please. Why, why? You start apologizing. Say, uh-huh. Try again next time. I will not talk to you for a year. Try, try, next, try it again. Try it again next time. You will see. You will see what it means to not talk to somebody. Try it again. Ay, 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 ay. You ask yourself, who, who have I married? You married a rock. It's hard. Impenetrable. In the night, you want to touch her. You want to touch. Did you understand what I mean? You want to touch in the night. You are, you are touching. Hey. Hey. Slap your head. Ah. Silly. Silly man. You touch me. If you touch me again, you will see what I will do to you. You just say, so sorry, mama. Sorry, mama. So sorry, mama. Sorry, mama. I get a key of a small onion. Hey, 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 please. It's so, so sorry, mama. Sorry, mama. Sorry, mama. You see, <laughs> men that have married rock, they call their wife mama. You see, when you see this man, you say, hey, so, so sorry, mama. Sorry, mama. Sorry, mama. He's married a rock. Sorry, mama. Hey! Lastly, don't marry a boxer. fight will start. Yeah. You have married a boxer. She picks fights everywhere. Yeah. Hmm. That's the woman I was talking about earlier. That quarrelsome wife. You remember her? Yes, Alright. Let's look at one verse about her. The, same, the last one. 12, 21 verse 19. In the King James. Better to live in the wilderness than with a contentious and angry. Hey! Oh my God. Anger in the house. The vibe is dry and hard. No softness. The atmosphere is tense. She's ready with the gloves any day, any minute. Even at midnight, she can fight. The children wake up in the night and they coo 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 Hey, mommy, please, mommy, please, mommy, please. She has taken the husband. I'll kill you today. I'll kill you now. I'll kill you now. And I'll go tell your mother, I'll kill you today. Hey! And the children say, Mama, please, Mama, please, don't kill daddy. Please, don't kill daddy. Said, I'll kill you today. I'll kill you today. I'll kill you. My God, <laughs> you have married my thousand in a woman's body. <laughs> kill you today. Some even take knives. You will just see the man running out of the house. You don't know what's going on. The guy is running. When you go to, she has the knife. <laughs> so he said, come, come. Come again. You will see. Yeah. Angry woman. She is not pretty at all. The first day you saw her, she was having a nice week. When she gets to the house, she removes the week. Then her hair is like the hair of Pastor Pascal. <laughs> she's, she's, she's ready for you. She, Kakwana, Papa. Kakwana, Kakwana. I'll show you now. I'll show you, Pepe. <laughs> ah, 
Put your hands together for Jesus. Stand on your feet, everybody, please. Are you blessed? I can't hear you. I say, are you blessed? Wow. Look at all these women. Would you like your brother to marry any of these women I've mentioned here? Eh? Boxer. Rock. Hey! Patient. Mental patient. You are very mental patient. Every day you are giving Panadol. Every day of your life, you are a worker, a social worker. Every conversation in the house is psychological conversations. Ay, my Jesus. <laughs> really, some men, I'm telling you, they are no more thinking right. Because every day, they are having these social, social worker conversations. You see, they can't think properly. They forget things. They, they don't even know where they are. Most of the time, they don't understand themselves. Why, why would you like to be such a person? Why would you like your brother to marry such a wife? Why would you like your son to marry such a person? Yes, I've shown all these people are in the Bible. The boxer in the Bible is Jezebel. Jezebel. She fights men of God. Hey! She told... Uh, Elijah, if I don't do to you what you did to my prophet today, change my name. The Bible says Elijah ran for his life. Wow. One woman chased a prophet. Boxer. This one, they fight the pastor. They fight the pastor. They fight. They have something to say about the pastor. Yeah. Even the husband is quiet, but the woman is speaking. Hey, she, she's agitated. Yeah. Everybody is afraid of her. Nobody talks to her. In the house, she says anything she wants to say. She calls your mother, insults your mother. Boxer. You shouldn't be this woman. Amen. Amen. Please, the message is recorded so you can listen again. I don't know if you, if you think you got it, but I don't think you got it. You need to listen many times. Yeah. Tell yourself, Lord, help me. I don't want to be that woman. And to the men, my advice, ask God, Father, preserve me. I don't want to marry any of these women. Help me to not find them on my those of us that are here, you are already one. Hey. Lord, change me. Can we pray? Lift your hands and start, start asking God for grace today. Oh yes. Father, help me. Help me. Help me. Help me. Yes, please. Let's pray. All of us. Let's pray. Let's pray. Open your mouth and ask God to help you. I don't want to be any of these women. Save me, Lord. Save me, Lord. Save me, Lord. Preserve me from falling in the hands of them. You are a lady here. You are saying, Father, oh, I, th I think there's still hope for me. I don't want to end up like this. Angry. A boxer, a rock, a patient. I 
I don't just want to be a beauty queen. I don't want to be a foolish woman. I don't want to be an unbeliever. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. You, you send your word to help me. Help me, Jesus. Oh, Lord, when my time comes to make my decision, lead my step, Lord, to the right person. To the right person. Save me, Jesus. I don't want to make another person's life miserable. Oh, I want my husband and my children to always be happy that I'm their mother. I'm, their, I'm his wife. Help us, Jesus. We receive grace this morning to change. We receive grace to change. We receive grace. Grace to change. Grace to change. Oh, yes, grace to change. Grace to change. He's given us this. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. In Jesus' name. Quickly this morning, you are here, you are not born again. You want to make a decision this morning to accept Jesus as your personal Lord and your Savior. I would like to pray with you. You see, because that's why we are here. We are here to allow God to work in our lives. We are here to give God a chance to fix our lives. I want to pray for you this morning, my brother and my sister. You are here. You are saying, Pastor, I think I need Jesus. I have been going to church, but I don't think I've ever, ever surrendered my life to Jesus. This morning, I want to pray with you. I want to give you that opportunity to accept Jesus as your personal Lord and your personal Savior. If you are here, you are saying, Pastor, please pray with me. I want to be born again. I want my sins to be forgiven. I'm going to count up to three. When you hear three, you are saying, Pastor, please, I want Jesus to help me today. I heard a lot of things that I think I need help. I want Jesus to help me to change my life. I want to pray with you. At the count of three, you just raise your right hand and pastor will pray with you. One, two, three. Raise your right hand. God bless you. Raise your right hand. Raise it high. Don't be ashamed. God bless you. God bless you. Yes. Thank you so much. You can take your hands down. Now you are also here. You are already born again. But you are saying this morning, pastor, I want Jesus to take me back. I want you to commit my life to Jesus. Things are not going well in my life. I want Jesus back in my life today. If that is you, at the count of two, you are saying, I want to recommit my life to Jesus. I want to pray with you as well. At the count of three, please, raise your right hand and I will pray with you. One, two, three, raise your right hand. I want you to commit my life to Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. You can take your hands down. Now, all of us that raise our hands for the first and the second altar call, please, I want you now to take all your belongings and take a step of faith. Come in front here so that pastor can pray for you. Come, 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 come. Please come. Put your hands together for them as they are coming. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Put your hands together as they are coming. What a blessing. What a blessing. Yes. Yes. Wow. What a blessing. Amen. Now, I want us to lift our two hands to the heavens like this. You can lift your two hands. Yes. And I want us to pray. You're going to repeat after me. Say, dear Lord Jesus. I surrender my life to you today. 
forgive me my sins. Wash me with your blood. I believe you died for me. On the third day you rose again. That I might be justified. Right now, I believe. My sins are forgiven. I'm justified by your blood. I'm saved. I'm restored. I'm born again. I'm a child of God. I am free from the power of sin to serve the living God. Thank you, Jesus, for receiving me. Thank you, Jesus, for restoring me. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Let me pray for you. Father, your grace has brought my brothers to your house today. Father, I pray, may your grace preserve them all the days of their lives. Cause them to stay grounded in your house forever and ever. May we never look back. May we grow. May they mature and become trees of righteousness in the house of God. I give you praise that the good work you are starting today you will surely bring it to completion. In Jesus' precious name we have given thanks. Amen. Put your hands together for them one more time. What a blessing. I'm going to ask you to just now join us. You can sit. You can come this side to my sister. She's going to welcome you. Oh, put your hands together for Jesus. Are you blessed? Are you blessed? Amen. How many of you feel that God is working in your life? You can feel God is doing something. Well, that is what church is all about. When you come to the house of God, you must see something change. Amen? Something must change. And something is changing for you in Jesus' name. Now, I can't wait for next Sunday. Because I want to share more things. Please bring your brothers. Bring everybody. Invite all the sisters. Everybody must be here. A type of men. You shouldn't do what? You shouldn't marry. And then before that, Friday we are here to pray. I get it. Actually, Tuesday we are here. Are you with me? Tuesday I will be here myself. This coming Tuesday. I'm going to be here to teach the new converts. So please, don't miss next week's Tuesday. Be here with me. I will be teaching you more things. Amen? Pastor Pumi will also be here. Then, on Friday, we are here for prayer. We are here for prayer. You are praying. Don't miss prayer. I see some of you didn't come for prayer last Friday. Please be here for prayer. Then, Saturday, Onyala Lane Conference. Ash! Sunday, right here, we are back here. And then Sunday afternoon, for the married ones, we are back at Sun City for the couple's retreat. It's going to be nice. It's going to be beautiful. Hallelujah. Who here wants to come to the conference but he doesn't have a hundred rent? Let me see your hand. I want to come to the conference but I don't have a hundred rent. Okay. One, two, three, four. Four people want to come to the conference and they don't have a hundred rent. God will make a way. Hallelujah. Please give your names to Sister Busi. God will make a way. You shouldn't miss the conference because of a hundred rent. Hallelujah. 
Amen. Are you blessed you came to church today? Let's share the grace of the Lord in fellowship together. One, two, three, let's go. Surely shall follow me all the days of my life and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. 2022, my year of bearing much fruit, I will not settle for less. I will be more like Jesus. I will do more like Jesus. Call me blessed. Call hello blessed. Thank you for listening. May God bless you. Please drop us a comment in the comment section to tell us how this message has helped you. Remember also to subscribe to receive notifications on our latest sermons. You can also watch Pastor Pascal live every Sunday morning from 10 a.m. on our church Facebook page, Alive Bible Church HQ. Or you can worship with us live in one of our branches in Sun City, Macharora, Padima, Mukwase, Lidach, Rustenburg, and beyond. Have a blessed day. And remember, we are alive to give life. Whether you